0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Chapter 25, Mirror. I forced my eyes, frozen wide open with shock, to move so that I could not examine too closely the oval object wrapped in tendrils of shivering, fiery hair. Edward was in motion again. Swift and coolly businesslike, he dismembered the headless corpse. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Julia Argy. And this is Twilight in Quarantine from Hot and Bothered. a headless corpse that we need to further dismember don't you think that that opening sentence is missing the word further like a beheaded corpse is already dismembered like how dismembered does this body have to be well i've like super never murdered someone so i actually can't really speak to that i don't think that these rules apply to all murders you would have to be an expert in vampire murdering someone yeah you have to call van helsing um (laughs) for that, not me. Okay. That's good to know that you're not an expert. Well, Julia, let's see if you can dismember this 30-second recap. I will happily take apart its fingers and toes. Great. On your mark, get set, go. So they're burning Victoria and she smells bad. They're also probably burning Riley, though that's not specifically addressed. And then we find out that Jacob gets crunched, um, but he'll be fine. Um, Bella faints. The Volturi are coming. They go to a field. Uh, there's like this little stray teen. Um, the Volturi murder her. And then Jane like tries to torture Bella a little bit and it doesn't work. And then I think kind of all's well. Let <laughs> the clock run out. <laughs> that was you being like look i'm up by 20 points and there's only 10 seconds left i'm just gonna dribble the ball mm-hmm. i also think it speaks to the fact that nothing really happened oh got it so, so. It was performance art silence you're like let the clock run out on this 30 second timer like it runs out in this chapter and like it runs out in our lives yeah it was about death well thank you for bringing that to the forefront wow <laughs> would you like to say what you thought happened in this chapter <laughs> Yeah, I'll try. I'll try to say what I thought happened in the chapter. Okay, three, two, one, go. So Edward thinks that Bella is afraid of him now. And she's like, why would I be afraid of you? (laughs) So you murdered someone in a vicious way in front of me. I'm not scared. And she's worried about Seth. Seth's fine. They like do some communicating. Oh, no, it turns out that Jacob is injured. Bella is so upset by that. She faints. And she's like, the hardest part of my day is in front of me because I'm going to have to tell Jacob that I still want to be with Edward. And then the Volturi come and they murder that girl. And um, Alice is like, don't worry, Volturi, there's a date." Set to turn Bella into a vampire. Spitting facts. A toy. Gravity. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. I liked that joke. Thanks. Breaking news. What have you got? So, part of the reason that the Volturi didn't show up for the fight is because they wanted the Collins to die. Pretty dark, folks. That's not explicitly said. It's just explicitly said that they like waited out. (laughs) that They're like, "Mm, they're fighting. Let's show up in 10 minutes. Yeah, I just believe it. Based on what I know of the Volturi, they don't like to do anything. So wouldn't surprise me if they're sitting one out for their own benefit. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either. I'm just saying it's not explicitly in the text. I'm saying that you are, Mm -hmm. this is like a Rorschach test and we're learning as much about you as we are about the Volturi in your breaking news segment today. What did you learn? That you would let the Collins die. Wow. I kind of thought that I was being like anti-tyranny because I don't think the Volturi are good at their jobs and they shouldn't exist. Oh, so. okay. I like that reading on you better. Do you have any breaking news? Just that like Seth is a really good faker. Like I thought he was really injured and it turns out and Bella thought he was really injured and Victoria thought he was really injured. Like that's some great acting, Seth it was a strategy. I would have never thought of that strategy. So good good on him. Yeah, go Seth. And it makes me wonder what else I haven't picked up on as like strategic faking in these books. Do you have any preliminary ideas that you'd like to workshop with me? Yeah, like maybe Bella's faking liking Jacob this whole time. To what end? Murder. Well, yes lure him really close wait till she's a vampire so that she can have the strength to kill him yeah this is the long con with Bella mm-hmm. do you think anyone else is faking anything like is Alice only fake a sucky best friend that's an interesting idea that I hadn't considered I mean that brings up interesting questions as what's gonna happen at the wedding like maybe she'll just like skirt Bella out at the last possible second and then like She's going to get changed into a vampire and that's going to be like the origin story of Bella going missing to all of her human friends and family. So like never see Charlie again because she'll get cold feet at the wedding and then flee, turn into a vampire and just enter witness protection program. I love that. And I love the idea that vampires have a witness protection program. I think all of being a vampire is effectively witness protection. All the fake passports, the fake jobs, place to place moving. Yeah, I love that. Did you have any moments of genuine enjoyment? Yeah, I really liked how Jane at one point tried to passively torture Bella, just like in front of everyone. And then Edward was like, can you stop? And she's like, I was just trying it out. It didn't even work. What's the harm? It was really funny. Uh, I think that that, again, says more about you than Jane. I think you've gotten to the point in these books that you're like, do you know what's funny? A little torture. (laughs) attempted torture (laughs) what about you did you genuinely enjoy anything yeah when Bella faints I was like yeah I would want to tap out of this too I nap as a defensive measure like when things are too stressful for me I nap (laughs) so the fact that like Bella can't be like I gotta go lie down guys she just literally like takes a five minute nap by like falling I found that so relatable Yeah. And Carlisle even says, let her rest. Her brain is protecting itself. True. Carlisle, the one moment you're helpful in this chapter where you were otherwise trash. I agree. I had advice for him too. Oh my God. What was yours? So we're moving to mentor corner? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Carlisle, don't give up on your hostage so quickly. Like Bree surrenders. Brie is one of Victoria's unwilling members of like the battalion of soldiers that Victoria has raised. And Bree surrenders and is like, I don't want to fight. And then she gets like interrogated a little. And she's like, I never wanted this fight. I don't even know who changed me. And like Riley brainwashed me. And then the Volturi come and are like, we have to kill her. And Carlisle's like, I get that. And I just don't think that that is how you like build diplomatic relations. Like if Carlisle and the Cullens want to be a coven that can really stand up to the Volturi, they need more members. And the way to do that is to like boldly do things that make people loyal to you. Bree is a great person to try to recruit. And so stand up to the Volturi for like a hot minute. He like sort of tries later in the chapter. He's like, do you have to kill her? But like, He barely tries. And the first time they say we got to kill her, he's like, I get it. What the heck, Carlisle? What about first do no harm as a doctor? It's awful. Yeah. And part of the reason it's so bad is because I don't really understand why they have to kill her because she's a newborn vampire. Like, because she was like brainwashed and changed against her will. Like, what was the crime? I think that the crime technically is that she was part of the group of people who were like killing too openly in Seattle. Mm -hmm. but again like why isn't there a defense like she didn't know any better these were not her choices she's a victim what was your carlisle advice i actually had kind of like two mini pieces of advice for him one is that we hear from bella that she's clutching the rock so tightly it's rebroken her knuckle and that carlisle is going to put her in a cast this time carlisle should have put her in a cast the first time yep bella However, problematically, is notorious for breaking her own body and like not following medical protocol. First time around, Bella gets a broken finger. She got to go in a cast. Non-negotiable. I agree. You have to treat patients individually. Mm -hmm. So Bella should be in a cast. And then we hear from Carl that he was trying to help Jacob with his getting smushed by a vampire injury. And he says he's never been to vet school before like, why hasn't he gone to vet school in his 600 years of being a vampire? He needs to go to vet school. I thought of it as a dig. Like, oh, I don't even know how to heal dogs. But I love that. It's like, no, you don't know how to heal dogs. Like, go fix that. And in this chapter, we got another subtle hint that werewolves are everywhere. Yeah, because At one point, Edward says the Volturi don't honor treaties with werewolves, indicating that there have been other instances in which they would need to interact with a werewolf and then handled it by murdering them. Werewolves in Washington State, Siberia and Italy. Toward a werewolf. We can only hope they will soon come to Massachusetts. Maybe they're already here and we just haven't heard about it yet. Yeah. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. What's your second piece of advice? My second piece of advice is for Bella. I know I've given her this advice before, but I really want to give it again. Don't become a vampire. First of all, she watches Victoria get killed in this horrible way, and then she watches Bree get killed in this horrible way. If there is an acute part of a culture that you are opting into that regularly murders, it seems like, a lot of women like in horrific ways, like run away. Like, why are you doing this? This is your last chance. Alice is now saying that a date has been scheduled. And I understand that at this point, the Volturi like know that she knows too much. And so like are gonna kill her if she doesn't become a vampire. But then just like enter the actual witness protection program, turn on the vampires and tell the FBI about them. The FBI have a huge file for these people. They just need one brave person to speak up against the Collins. finally, after hundreds of years. I trust the FBI like 0.01%, but I think that this is an appropriate use of the FBI. Mm -hmm. Do it, Bella. Totally. This and aliens. Someone's got to work on that. (laughs) Julia, what's your second piece of advice? My second piece of advice is to Edward, we find out early on in this chapter that he has literally zero problems building a fire he just scrapes up a bunch of pine needles and takes out his little Zippo and lights the corpses aflame. It's like, where was this energy last night when your girlfriend was freezing to death? We went through this whole shebang about how Edward has to help Vanessa and I make it. And then it turns out he didn't even need us. He just wasn't making a fire for zero discernible reason, just to make Bella cold or something. I don't know, it really adds like an interesting layer to what was going on in that tent chapter. Because it was very avoidable. I mean, we suspected that he was into it. We suspected Jacob was into it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Apparently, Edward was too. The only person who this wasn't consensual for, Bella. No surprise there. Yep. Twilight on the Rug. So. Because Valentine's Day was just the other day, we decided instead of a reality TV show, we are going to write valentines to a couple of characters in the Twilight books. So we each wrote valentines to three characters. It's not a competition. It is a love fest. You are going to hear six loving valentines. And they all have an element of rhyme. That was mandatory. Yeah, Ariana made us. (laughs) Um, So Julia, who did you write your first valentine to? And would you like to read it? To us, I would. I wrote it to Emmett and it's short and sweet, like he is large and sweet. And I'm not sure he's really into the written word. So I wanted to keep it a little pithy for him. Okay. Emmett, hey, hot stuff. You are buff. When Jacob sees you, he goes rough, rough. Will you be my Valentine? (laughs) Do you think he'll say yes? He will definitely say yes. He's going to give you one of those little. Boxes of disgusting, tasting candied hearts. Yeah, just what I wanted. And say yes to you with like a a yes candy. Yeah, be mine. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, that was so romantic. Who's your first Valentine to? I wrote a Valentine to Jane. Jane, Jane, don't go away. Pain is some kink's forte go to seattle for your next foray and you can try some breath play. Wow. Uh-huh. I love how it starts kind of echoing rain rain go away. That's really powerful allusion to that really powerful song. That is the song that inspired me. I can't believe you picked up on that. I'm a really good reader. That's why I'm in my MFA program. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that Jane should channel her like desire to hurt people into some like consensual kink. And I'm willing to go there with her like for the good of the world. Yeah, happy for you too. Best of luck. Thank you. Who is your next Valentine to? My next Valentine is to Mike. Aw. This is for like college Mike where I described he's now like leader of the outing club. Okay, not high school Mike. I'm done with that. I'm done (laughs) with that kid. He's graduated from high school. He's done with that kid. (laughs) Working at an outdoor store is a snore. Come to my house. I would like to be your spouse camping for our honeymoon. Swoon. Okay, so, so good. Can you read your alternate lines? Yeah, I had some trouble with the rhyming for this one. So the alternate was come to my house. I'll be as quiet as a mouse. But I thought that was too sexual for my first Valentine to him. (laughs) And my other option was come to my house. Your ex girl is a louse. But I thought that was too mean to Jessica. So I nixed that. Ugh, so good! I think that this again shows us the power of your MFA program because you're really workshopping. Yeah, this is genius at work, folks. Okay, who's your second Valentine to? My next Valentine is to Alice. Roses are red, like blood. Porsches are yellow, like rosebuds. Leather gloves are tan, like mud. You are my rainbow, you stud. Wow. You have a way with words, Vanessa. I really do. That creative writing minor is doing you favors in your adult life. People said that being an English major doesn't help you, but we're here to prove you wrong. Pre-order my book, everyone. (laughs) It's all written like this. Every single chapter. It's just love poetry to Jane Eyre. It's a bunch of valentines to Jane Eyre. Okay, Julia, I love that we each wrote three Valentines, sort of being like, I'm going to try multiple ones because one of these people might say no. So smart. Who is your last Valentine to? Mine is for Esme, but it's also to MILFs everywhere. Great. Vegetarian matriarch, you make my heart sing like a lark on a twig in spring. Ooh, I love that. That was like very avant-garde. I feel like you should have snapped between lines, like vegetarian matriarch. (laughs) you make my heart sing like a lark (laughs) yeah I'm surprised we haven't been snapping for each other at the end because these are really moving yeah oh that's true (laughs) (laughs) beautiful okay who's your last Valentine to? okay so I actually wrote one to Bella from Edward Edward hired me to write one for him he feels like he's not very good with words Bella You want to live and love me forever. Well, aren't you very clever? You'll become my woman of the night. Together, we will take flight and use sonar like bats whenever. Wow. That's powerful. Thank you. I love how woman of the night sometimes means sex worker, but in here it means (laughs) vampire girlfriend. Well, because they don't sleep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I picked up on that. This is really good. Thank you. And Vampire Babies, we also would like you to be our Valentines. I'm sorry that we are belated in this invitation, but we hope that all of you are our Valentines. Did you have anything in your Twilight Diary? I did. And I really wanted to talk to you about this. Did you get the sense in this chapter that Carlisle and Arrow are ex-boyfriends? I mean, I did not, but I am now thinking about it and I can see why. Do you want to like make your pitch to me? Well, first of all, I am very intuitive and I could sense it. And second of all, there's a line from Jane at the end of the chapter where she says, it was nice to meet you, Carlisle. I thought Aura was exaggerating. Well, until we meet again, dot, dot, dot. You know, what did he say? Like, he's really that hot in person. Like, I'm just sensing there's some romantic tension in there. I much prefer that reading to my reading, which was, I thought I was exaggerating about how much you kowtow to us, but apparently not. I think there's remnants of that, you know, Renaissance Italy romance that was going on. I love that reading. I really do. Did you have anything in your Twilight Diary? Yeah. I was curious what you made of the fact that Bella is resistant to like so many vampire powers, Edward can't read her mind. Jane can't torture her, right? Like she seems like made for this world. I'm wondering what you think, because I have a theory. I kind of think that she was destined to be like the uber vampire, you know, like she's going to be Queen Bella, overlord of all vampires, because none of them can really like contend with her innate ability to crush their talents. I like that a lot. What was your idea? I think she could be like the ultimate vampire hunter. Mm. And so like maybe she's a faker like Seth and that is the fourth book. And that's the long con. Maybe that's why this chapter is called Mirror because it's like Bella as vampire hunter, queen of killing vampires or like Bella as queen vampire, killing other vampires, but as a vampire. And those are mirror images of each other and that's her destiny. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really into that idea of what the next book could be, Bella the Vampire Hunter. She's a very powerful person. Which actually that leads in perfectly to my care package because I want to send her a jagged dagger, some garlic, some holy water to throw on the vampires and a crucifix to keep them away. Wow, we should have sent that to her book one. (laughs) I know. I can't believe we haven't sent her that little care package yet, but that is what I want to send her. Also, how funny would that be if that's what we sent our care package patrons? (laughs) There's a cross, some garlic, some holy water, and a jagged dagger. Love you. Use these at your discretion, folks. What do you want to put in Belle's care package? I'm going to put in an N95 mask. We hear at length in this chapter about the purple-black Incense fumes of burning vampire corpses, and that cannot be good for your lungs. Like, I can't believe Edward didn't think of this because he's so interested in like keeping her human body well. But like, that sounds poisonous. Yeah. I like that you're learning from our COVID times. Mm hmm. Power of masks, folks. Wear are um... Yep. What do you think is going to happen next chapter? I think that Bella's going to go visit Jacob at his like healing bed and like hold his little paw and be like, I love Edward. The kiss was a mistake. And Jacob is going to say something vaguely rapey. That's a great idea that she should do it while he's a wolf so he can't talk back. Mm -hmm. She'll let him lick her face once and then scratch him behind the ear. Yeah, I believe it. This has been Twilight in Quarantine, a valentine from Hot and Bothered. The show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy. This episode was guest edited by Malika Gumpangum. Thank you so much, Malika. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I'm going to quit this job and become a poet. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by 8Cast. Thanks, everyone.